as we come to our scripture this morning, we are going to pick up the story of Jacob um, that we began last week. Um, last week we watched him bribe his brother out of uh, um, his birthright with a pot of stew. Um, and since then, he has also kind of tricked his father into also giving him the blessing, um, his blessing, which would kind of seal his uh, right as the heir uh, to that family's resources and the covenant, um, carrier of the covenant with God. Um, and uh, Esau, the older brother, who... Uh, gave away the birthright and then was tricked out of the blessing, was obviously not um, very happy uh, with Jacob. And so Jacob's parents send um, him away um, in uh, order to protect his life um, because Esau has threatened to kill him. And so we pick up the story as Jacob is on the run, fleeing um, his home, fleeing Esau, um, headed to the land of his mother's family uh, where they hope he will find a wife. Um, hear this word of God that comes to us from Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 uh, to 19. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. He reached a certain place and spent the night there. When the sun had set, he took one of the stones at that place and put it near his head. Then he lay down there. He dreamed and saw a raised staircase, its foundation on earth and its top touching the sky, and God's messengers were ascending and descending on it. Suddenly the Lord was standing on it and saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will become like the dust of the earth. You will spread out to the west, east, north, and south. Every family of earth will be blessed because of you and your descendants. I am with you now. I will protect you everywhere you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done everything that I have promised you. When Jacob woke from his sleep, he thought to himself, The Lord is definitely in this place, but I didn't know it. He was terrified and thought, This sacred place is awesome. It's none other than God's house and the entrance to heaven. After Jacob got up early in the morning, he took the stone that he had put near his head, set it up as a sacred pillar, and poured oil on the top of it. He named that sacred place. Bethel. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Scripture is full of people who have been pushed outside of their comfort zones, forced or called to leave home as they have known it, who find themselves in the middle of a journey that will stretch them, challenge them, change not only them, but the people, the world around them. Noah, Abraham, Ruth, Moses, David, Jonah, Elijah, Daniel, Mary and Joseph, the Apostle Paul. If you were to look up the story of each of these people in scripture, you would find the same pattern played out in one way or another. An ordinary person pushed outside of life as they knew it, called away from comfort, from home, on formative journeys that will shape them and the world anew. Jacob is another name you could add to that list because when we encounter him in the middle of the path he will cut that stretches between the land of his father Isaac and Beersheba to the land of his mother's people in Haran. He too 
is outside the bounds of comfort, of home. He too has been forced away from what he knew towards something new. He too is in the middle of a journey that will stretch, challenge, and change him. We meet Jacob when he, at the urging of his parents, flees home in order to keep his brother Esau from taking his life. Sometimes, like Jacob, we make choices that force us from the comfort and security we have known. Sometimes it's the choices of others, the circumstances of the world around us that push us outside those same parameters, that force us into the wilderness, into the unknown. We are living in a time when we have collectively been pushed outside of our zones of comfort and security. We may be spending more time in our own houses these days, but their confines look differently now than they did before the pandemic. Even inside these walls, we can struggle to feel safe and secure. Not much about the times we are living in feels all that comfortable. We long for the familiar, to be able to return home to life as we have known it before. This is true in all aspects of our life. And it's also true of our church home. I have heard the longing in many of you to be able to return to worship as we have known it before. That same longing exists within me as well. I think we all wish we could return, whether or not we feel comfortable making that choice. The COVID Safety Task Force has been working on devising guidelines around what that return would look like and had been preparing to set a date to reopen the church building for worship. Yet in the midst of those preparations, the ground underneath us shifted again. As new research has shown that the virus looks to be transmitted by aerosols, small micro droplets that hang in the air much longer, Gathering inside for longer periods of time has been named as a high-risk activity. There's also evidence that the spread of the virus is rising in our community. Every one of us on the task force longs to return to our church home, but we also all agreed that now is not yet the time to do so. For the safety of our people, all of us, and for the benefit of our community, the task force unanimously decided to recommend to our session to not set a date for reopening, but instead assume we would be worshiping outside of our building for now. The session on Thursday night unanimously approved their recommendation. Coupled with that recommendation was the commitment to immediately explore creative alternatives for worship and the nurture of our community's life beyond uh, what we are already doing. As I was living with the story of Jacob, at the exact same time, I was also part of these conversations and hard decisions this week. The words of God and Jacob's response hit me at my core. God says to Jacob, I am with you now. I will protect you everywhere you go and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done everything that I have promised you. 
And then Jacob awakens from his dream, his vision from God, and he exclaims, the Lord is definitely in this place, but I didn't know it. He was terrified and thought, this sacred place is awesome. It's none other than God's house and the entrance to heaven. We are not able to gather in the house of God that is our home right now. We have been pushed outside of its bounds and the comfort it offers us all. And while there is pain and loss tied to that reality, there is also this opportunity for us to awaken all the more to the reality that we have always known to be true. That our God is not held within the bounds of any building. That the presence of our God is with us. That our God of promise does not leave us, but instead assures us he will lead us home. Our church home is sacred and beloved ground for so many of us. Some of you are baptized, confirmed, married in its walls. You've watched children grow, celebrated deep joy, mourned incredible loss, marked important milestones. We have all planted deep roots in the earth of this community, and you have grown, we have grown in our time together. The ground of our building is sacred and beloved. Yet Jacob encounters God when his life is in turmoil. He is on the run. He is outside the bounds of his homeland. He is in the wilderness in the time and space of uncertainty and unknown. He encounters God and exclaims, the Lord is definitely in this place. But I just didn't know it before. He was terrified and thought, this sacred place is awesome. It's none other than God's house and the entrance to heaven. This moment for Jacob is not about the land he is lying on. It is about his encounter with God. It is about the home God makes within. Y'all, God goes with us everywhere. Just like Jacob, we may not recognize it at first, but y'all, God meets us right where we are. God will not leave us. The Lord is definitely with us in this place, wherever we are. The Lord is definitely with you. And one day, y'all, the Lord will lead us home. Whether we are talking about our church home or that eventual internal home, we do not yet know when that day will be. Like so much in our world today, we just do not know. And the not knowing is hard. We are all tired. We are all weary of all of this. As the season outside the bounds of comfort, the season where we are being stretched and challenged and changed extends into the future, it is easy to fall into moments of despair, moments of hopelessness. But even in those moments, we must hold on to the promise of our God. I am with you now. I will not leave you. As my family and I are stepping into a period of quarantine after being exposed to the virus late this week, 
I'm finding myself challenged to look around at this space, our house, and this time with a different kind of vision. From where I am sitting, it is pretty easy to sink into some pretty dark places. All in all, over these past four months, we have been really cautious and careful. But as things have opened up, we have taken a few measured risks as we tried to both continue to work and nurture our children's wholeness. There is always risk as we live this life, but we are living in a time when the risks are higher as we move about our world. And we are currently staring that risk in the face. Yet as we live these days, I am hanging on to God's words. I am with you. I will not leave you. I will bring you home. I am hanging on to God's words of promise and trying to cultivate Jacob's vision to see this time and space as sacred, time and space set apart that God can fill and use to stretch us, challenge us, change us. Gathering in our sanctuary for worship, as we deal with the reality of this virus in our community, it's just not a measured risk. It's too high of a risk with too high of a cost associated with it right now. So take a look around where you are in this moment wherever and whenever you are watching this on whatever screen you are using. And as you find yourself outside the bounds of comfort and security, hear these words of God. I am with you. I will not leave you. I will bring you home. Hear these words of God and open your eyes to Jacob's vision. Surely, the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it before. In the midst of his fear, he is still able to explain, exclaim, how awesome is this place? This, this far from home, uncomfortable, disconcerting place. This place is none other than the house of God. Amen. So uh, there's a verse in that song we just sang uh, that I dearly love. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. The invitation for all of us today in a world, in a time, in a place uh, where we don't know uh, what the lies ahead of us. We don't know um, what may pass um, in the days to come. The invitation um, is to recognize God's presence in the here and now and to continue to sing God's song, uh, continue to offer worship uh, to our Lord, continue uh, to turn to the God um, of love, of promise and grace um, and respond. Um, respond with our awe-filled wonder at his presence with us through it all. So I invite you uh, to this time of reflection 
as we think about that offering uh, God is inviting us to this day.